Welcome to another episode of the Experience by Design podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Mazeros, and today we welcome John Lutz, partner at Selvig Perkins Design based in Chicago. John has been an integral part of the SPD team for 26 years, starting in the Boston office, then moving to LA, and eventually moving to Chicago to start the office there for SPD. Deeply committed to a project's success, John's remarkable creativity and diligence have resulted in bold, unique design solutions that consistently exceed client expectations. He has developed comprehensive brand communication master plans for projects around the world, such as the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, McCarran International Airport, um, RA Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, Universal Studios, Port of Los Angeles, Sony World Headquarters, and recently the St. Louis Cardinals. A graduate of the University of Cincinnati, and also, like me, past president of SUGD, John takes a sculptural approach to his environmental work, creating systems that provide both visual drama and effective communication. Uh, welcome to the show. Wow, thanks for having me, Brian. I sound I sound amazing. You do. That that was a good buildup, I think. <laughs> Thank you. That was, it was like nice. I think I think we should have like some orchestra music in the background. Uh, yeah. That would have set the tone. Totally. Totally. So I had, I had to put in the I had to put in the University of Cincinnati part. Um, Please, like, thank you. Yeah. Every time I have an opportunity to uh, to rag on you for your Bearcats, I will uh, <laughs> I will take that opportunity. Well, we're so, not having the best year this year, but just well, wait. you know, we wait we all can't. You know, it, exactly. That's that's what that's what I used to say. Seton Hall's doing all right. They're doing. All we're right. gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna get yep. there. Yep. Well, um, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, no, good to uh, good to have you on. Yeah. So, so how's everything been? What are you? Been Things are good. Now? Things are good. We're, you know, we're, you know, obviously, you know, going through this pandemic, but we've really not seen too much of a slowdown, which has been nice. And, um, you know, still doing some great branded environments. You know, doing a lot of work, uh, with a lot of sports and entertainment districts. And, yeah, I think if people are finding that you know this might be a good time to like you know, do some improvements before, you know, everyone gets the vaccine and can go back to doing what we were doing before. So how's it, would you say it's a bit of a, I mean, a challenge still and just, you know, kind of working with clients and I think trying to figure out what, you know, what are those improvements? What can they do? What, yeah, what do I they mean, need to do? Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of, um, yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of it is like, you know, a lot of people are aware they need to do some improvements and they're finding this is the time where, you know, districts are not really crowded. They're pretty empty. Um, you know, we're doing a big, big government project in Atlanta that like we're able, you know, we were supposed to be having to like do all of our work in the middle of the night. So we're not like disrupting court court cases. And now it's the courts are closed yeah. so we can do it all yeah. whenever we want. <laughs> yeah. So I want to, I, I was, you know, with, with you, I want to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, sort of this this transition at your kind of beginning of your career, because you're coming over from, you know, sort of the traditional design route. And right. then, you know, as you, you go over these years, you know, you, you've touched on so many different, um, you know, different mediums. And yeah. then, you know, yeah. kind of segueing into today, which I think a lot of your, your work kind of speaks nicely to where... It's not just in static form, but you're looking at opportunities of bringing digital to really define places and also landmarks and 
um, and, and wayfinding system. So I'm kind of curious and and what that what that journey has, the journey. Uh, has been like well, for you. Well, it started at University of Cincinnati. Um, you know, I was oh those Bearcats, those Bearcats that you you love so much. Um, you know, I you know I went to school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I liked art, um, and uh, I was a fine artist actually when I went to school. Um, and then I like actually started you know did a little research on graphic design and um and they and cincinnati has a great graphic design program and then i got involved you know i applied for that i got in and um you know at cincinnati they have what they call a, it's called a co-op program it's basically an intern program so you have like a it's a to get your degree you go to school for five years and you're alternating um like three months of working in firm in, in a real design firm and then you have three months of it of school so you're kind of doing you're on this cycle so um and i found that appealing because you know i was like well i don't really know what there's so many different types of design to go into you know so um to be able to um you know experience different types of design what it, it would help me understand what i wanted to do when i graduated so um you know, my first firm was actually in Columbus, Ohio. We it was uh, Fitch Richardson Smith. We did. I was doing packaging, so I did a lot of work for Hush Puppies, doing helping out with uh, doing packages for those shoes. And um, and so that and it was fun. It was a good time, mm -hmm. and I was there for six months, um, and uh, got a good sense of, of 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 you know how how a firm works. Um, but that was a time, you know, Brian when like, um, I mean, I'm a little older than you. So like, you know, it was like the early nineties and um, computers were really just kind of coming into design firms. So like the Fitch actually had like typesetters on, on staff oh, wow. that they would like typeset and then give it to me and go down to the stat machine where we'd take a photo of the layout and yeah. like that, you know, to do your artwork. So, um, so obviously they they got a computer and um you know not a lot of designers that were working there knew how to use this computer <laughs> so um so you know um yeah i was like you know the the the, the interns were like the ones that were taught in school so we were the ones kind of you know at the forefront of doing design on a computer so um so i was in columbus for six months and then the next and then i went out to san francisco uh i worked for landor associates uh and there and i did brand identity there so i was on the brand identity teams um so we did a lot of you know a lot of uh corporate identities um and you know we were probably you know that's where i worked on fed the fedex the fedex logo so yeah yeah um, i've heard some i've heard some rumors about that i know rumors yeah no yeah rumors. i was on the fedex team and uh you know i got in there and it, it actually you know so landor at the time um would, would hire a lot of of interns so there were like six or seven interns and they really integrated them right into the team and the design team so there were you know a lot of um we would you know it was a group of like you know four four or five designers and then you know they let the intern kind of sit in and we uh would brainstorm and sketch and you know come up with ideas and so on the fedex yeah fedex you know they, they invited me into there and you know, we were talking, they did a whole like, you know, gigantic analysis of what FedEx was, was going to want to be. And 
at the time it was Federal Express. And, um, you know, the Fred Smith is the, was the, um, the guy that started it. And he's like, you know, everyone calls it FedEx, just call it FedEx. And um, he's like, well, you know, Federal Express, it's like, it sounds kind of like the post office, people have trust in it. So, but, you know, the, the, the market research they did said FedEx was, uh, was, was, would be a good move. And so we started doing logos and um, I started playing around, you know, with the, with the kind of the, the E and the X and how you could maybe get an arrow in there. And I was like, putting a literal like filled in arrow in there. And, um, and so, you know, meeting with the group, the design team and um, uh, the, the design director was like, hey, we ever thought about, you know, using the negative space between the E and the X to create that arrow. And um, I was like, oh, well, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so I went through like, you know, went back to my computer and started looking at all these different fonts and, you know, how, what can I use? What can I start with? And what's the perfect font to do this with? And like Futura Bold is like, bang, you saw almost like you just type it out with like little, little kerning and it's like yeah, yeah. almost an arrow right there. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, we, uh, we, we, we did that and, you know, presented that, uh, to the, to, to, to the Fred Smith and his group and, and yeah, you know, that logo that we, we created was the one they went with. So it's pretty, pretty cool. That's, that's awesome. So it, your, your work is seen all over the world. Well, yeah, I mean, I was on the team, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. but you know, yeah. and I wouldn't say that like, um, you know, obviously I, it's not like I did it all by myself. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was the guy that no, it's physically. Still, it's still it. cool though. It's, it's still a really cool, um, <laughs> yeah. I think story for the, for the books, especially, I mean, world famous brand and logo. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I've been a little just quiet about it, you know, because I didn't, well, first of all, I was a, an intern, right? <laughs> so yeah. I didn't want to, like, um, I didn't want to, like, you know, get anybody in trouble. So, but no, it was really fun. So anyway, I went to, I was there and uh, I, I was there for six months. And um, and then after San Francisco, I went to Boston and I worked for what the company I'm with now, Selbert Perkins Design. So, um and uh what they do what we do is um you know uh experiential branded environments and more environmental graphics uh wayfinding and you know that was something that i just was like wow like you know the idea of being able to look at an entire environment and shape that whole environment was something that was really appealing to me and um um so you know at the end of you know when i graduated I had, um, I basically had three job offers, you know, that I could go to any of those three firms. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, to, to do the, the branded environment. So I did, I went to Selbert Perkins Design. How did you, I mean, you know, I'm trying to say, you know, how, from, I think branded environments, I think a lot of people have the misconception over, I think really what, what that is as far as a practice and with design. And, uh, you know, I think even, you know, to this day, we still kind of struggle a little bit, I think, to really define what, what that segment is. Do, do you think, though, I mean, it's it's changed dramatically because you go, again, from you know, static design to now digital being a part of that. I mean, how have you seen that that kind of transformation? I mean, from especially from, from you guys, because you're, you're touching a lot of different segments around the world, too. It's You're just not here in the States. And so... 
um, you know, how do you see them? How has that kind of influenced what you do in the future? I mean, for other for other projects. Well, I mean, yeah, it's changed a lot. Um, and you know, when my when I first started doing it, it was really you know, I mean, our firm is really um, we're big proponents of um, of integrating art and storytelling into what we do. So, um, you know, I would much rather do a sculpture and use that for wayfinding to get people around than put like, you know, five signs all over the right. Inter- right. You know, so yeah. like, you know, as it started out being, you know, and then when digital came on, when digital came into the fold, you know, it was more like, oh, here's this is where we're going to put the screen. We're gonna put a screen here, you know. Oh, we can, we can, we can do a screen here. And so, um, you know, as, um, <clears throat> and of course, you know, it's good to have that dynamic changing content. But I think, um, <coughs> sorry, I think over over time, you know, it's obviously now we're getting to the point where we can actually integrate the digital into the art. And, it, and the digital actually becomes art and it becomes um, more sculptural, you know? So, um, you know, rather than just putting a screen in a cabinet or a screen on a building, you know, now we're integrating into gateways. Um, we, yeah, just did a gateway in Las Vegas the, the, by the stratosphere that um, integrates kind of low, low tech digital that, you know, but, it's a it's a kind of a combination of a more traditional gate a traditional gateway with the digital integration. That's really cool. It's it's all over the place. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm I'm seeing now anything that kind of spotlights Vegas. I'm seeing the archway. I guess is what I've, I've kind of referred to it as. Yeah. But um, you know, it's it's kind of I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, when you when you were kind of talking about your days in, in to Landor about you know, being one of the few that was using the computer. Yeah. And so, you know, I kind of find an interesting similarity to where, and I think, you know, the, the point I'm trying to get to is when you started thinking about digital, the technology really wasn't there. It was ugly. I mean, it was a, a 16 by 9 black box that um, really looked atrocious if it was put on a wall or stuck in a cabinet. And so do you think, I mean, to what you're doing now and some of the other ones, even though it's low tech, do you think it's fair to say that there's more out there now in terms of design elements that are digital that you can play around with than what you've had in the, the past. Oh, for sure. The toolbox is like, you know, has expanded exponentially um, in the last, last, you know, couple of years. I mean, um, I mean, you know, the first real like integrated digital gateway we did was for Northeastern University, which was like a portal you'd walk through and we had this um, digital kind of, you know, on the return of that portal that, had some information on it and you know we were kind of stuck as to like well now we can only do you know it's they're flat it's like a square portal yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now it's like well now we can do curves we can do we can you know we do volumes um you know they can move um and you know and i think that you know there's a fine balance between high tech and low tech um and you know when i first start when i started um and I've always been interested in digital. There's an artist, Jenny Holzer. Are you familiar with her? I'm not familiar she, with her. She's she she's great. She does like real like it's really about the digital content. But she would take like okay. um, uh, LED strip ribbons and do kind of cool messages. And she's 
you know, she was a big like inspiration for me in terms of like understanding, wow, this is a whole nother um, universe that, you know, could can open up in terms of how we do design. Do you think it's, it's made it easier? Because I think sculptural art, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, I, I think for a while it's very tough to, to kind of see that in a digital form, just because I think of the story you're trying to tell. And, and, and I think too, because of the shapes you have to follow and, and I think even, even fabrication of it too. I mean, it, you know, digital again has some limitations as far as what you can bend. And uh, for sure, for sure. Well, you know, when, when we did, um, we did McCarran, uh, international airport in Vegas as well. And, um, the, the, the group there was really visionary at the time. And this was probably, um, uh, I don't know, like too late to 2008, 2009, maybe. And, um, and they wanted like every single sign and the, you know, it was more of a wayfinding project for the airport, but they wanted every single sign to be digital and we were like, awesome. We'd love to do that. That would be great. You know? And, and so, you know, in schematic, when we were doing our schematic design, we like, you know, plan for that where like every single sign in the place is digital so that you can like, there's an emergency, they can all go red and get out, you yep. know, um, yep. but um, obviously cost came down. Sure, sure. <laughs> and we basically yeah. ended up having like, I, we, we put some digital in at the gates, like, you know, to help identify where the flights were going. But you know, it wasn't like your restroom signs were digital, you know? So, um, you know, cost always played a big, um, a big, it was a, was a big downer in terms of the design process because you designed something super cool. Um, and then you couldn't do it, but you know, over the last 10 years, 12 years, it's, you know, costs are starting to come down and, um, you know, they're, they're, we have a lot more, uh, first of all, the digital is way better in terms of the products. And um, you have more ways to use it, um, you know. Well, do you think that's kind of like an expectation? Um, because I mean, you, you, you know, you guys worked at the Cosmo, and and I know you guys do um, some work with with Cordish, so the live venues, and and so I mean, those are, you know, I mean, fairly popular tourist destinations. I mean, high visibility areas, and so do you think? there's just that rising expectation too, that people going to it are expecting to see something that has a, an interesting spin on it that is digital versus yeah. you know, 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah, I mean, um, for sure. I think that people are expecting it. Um, it's no longer like, you know, wow, surprise. It's like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to go spend my money at this place, I want to be amazed. And, you know, you can be amazed by art absolutely um but you know what's the next you know what's the cutting edge you know next thing and so um so definitely i think that um people are starting to expect it uh and and that's and that's a good thing because it helps us to push the envelope you know um so um so yeah i mean they're they're um you know the cordishes and you know they do these giant entertainment complexes with you know led everywhere which is which is um pretty exciting it can be you know really transform a space yeah it's it's i mean it's it's i think it's interesting to see the evolution of i mean these these kind of different environments that you work in i mean i guess you can kind of define them as lifestyle type environments sure. 
to where yeah. it's it's you know there's that expectation of art there's that entertainment part of it too that you're trying to evoke and, and immerse the people that are visiting to it so um it's going to be an interesting challenge just to have to kind of meet those expectations and then still be able to kind of deliver and, and brand that environment so that it has a story behind it no absolutely because yeah you do want everything to kind of fit within that story and um and so you know when you get branding coming in as well like other brands that want to be a part of this entertainment district then um that affects sometimes your story and your your vision um so you have to be be adaptable to to that you know um for sure how do you uh, i mean the other part i'm, I'm curious is and i've chatted with a few other people in, in the past on this is talent you know as, as far as getting designers or you know ones that are graduating i know you know university of cincinnati has a that is a great it's a great program and do you find it challenging or do you do you find it kind of exhilarating and seeing the talent that's coming out of the universities with what they're what the students are bringing now yeah i i find i find it exhilarating and you know just as like you know we still we still have interns from cincinnati we still have in, you know interns from all sure, over sure um, because that's, I mean, that's, that's how I came into the industry and, uh, and, and, you know, especially the Cincinnati, uh, interns really, you know, the, the curriculum's changed a lot since I was there and they have a whole, you know, digital, uh, digital arm now it's combined with graphics. And, um, so it's, 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 a you know, I find the talent like, you know, the talent pretty amazing especially because if we you know a lot of a lot of our employees are ones that we actually you know had as interns and it goes back to the same thing what i said at the beginning is that you know as a student you're able to um try out different firms see what the best fit is for you likewise when you're an employer you get to try out different interns and see what's the best fit for your true, company true so it's like a win-win in both cases um you know, overall. So, um, so yeah, but, um, you know, overall, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've been happy with a lot of the talent. There's a lot of stuff that I can't do, you know, which makes me, um, makes me sad because, uh, you know, I'm used to being able to do everything and, um, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Change and evolution. Change and evolution. I can say, yeah, that looks good or not. They're too scary. Good. They're too scary words though. It's, yeah. it's, I think we all, I think we all kind of see that though too. It's it's uh, you know new ones that are that are coming behind. I mean me as well. I mean I'm, I'm you know are also coming out with with different understandings or specialties and engineering is now playing a very critical role. Um, you know you have design engineers. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know it's a, it's a very vastly changing. Um, but I think it's good though too, because then I think in terms of, of you know graphic design and environmental branding, I think it, it, it puts a new light as far as what the practice is. Um yeah, because it's sure. yeah. dynamic. I mean you have these I don't know, these viral moments or these these um you know environments that go viral just because of the uniqueness of it. I mean I I think Las Vegas is a good example. I mean, I think that is that is something that is that is going out there. Um 
I'll say it viral because I've I've seen it. I mean, it's a couple of television shows that I've been watching. I saw it last night. Oh, awesome! Well, that's good. Uh, I'm so glad. I'm not gonna say the show because I'll be embarrassed to say it. But um, kill more girls. It's no, it's what? Well, no, it's it's maybe like a step above that. It's uh, <laughs> it's a lifetime show, I think. Nice. So nice. we'll just let that. It's not a Netflix hit. Um, but uh, but it's there. I think it's it's but it's interesting because it's a unique marker. Yeah. And uh, I I think you know it makes people more aware of. Um, you know, how do I do that or how do I do that? Where is that coming from? Well, it um, actually was, you know, we positioned it, um, you know, there. At, it's really the gateway to downtown old old Vegas, you know. So if you think about, so it's like right by the stratosphere and then the, um, you know, the old Las Vegas sign that's the, you know, the one that's like from the 50s is on at the start of the strip. So this kind of bookends that. Um, so, that, you know, um, but it's, yeah, it's been really well received. I mean, we're, you know, we were, we were, you know, obviously thrilled to be a part of it. The city of Las Vegas was a big proponent of it and, uh, you know, supported the vision from the start. Um, we had a great fabricator that, um, that a local fabricator there that, that built the entire thing. Um, they did a great job. Um, and it's, uh, you know, really, and that's really what we like to do, Brian. It's like, we like to do, I, you know, landmarks. Um, we, you know, like what we did at LAX, you know, like yeah. 2000 um, <clears throat> with those, the pylons as you come into LAX was, um, you know, there's a great story behind that um, that, you know, that we followed and we've been working at LAX for, you know, over 20 years now. Do you see though, you know, I think we, we kind of chatted about this before and, you know, with, with landmarks, I mean, they're so used I mean, do you see landmarks evolving to the point, or, or could an entire digital experience or, or, or type of structure be a landmark? And and I guess, and I, let me kind of frame it this way: It's like, can it be? But then also considering that the lifespan of digital is not as long as kind of like a static form. Yeah, I think it depends on how it's integrated. Um, you know. Uh, like you, I mean, you're talking like Blade Runner, or you know, uh, I, I guess, I guess, they, you know, you kind of look at things like going to Chicago, the Bean. Sure. Yeah. You know, I think that. Yeah. That yeah, timeless, yeah. and I, you know, I feel like you. I mean, you have digital, and I think I hate to kind of use an example, but like a Times Square is a good example. I think is a good example of it because the screens that are in Times Square are changed so frequently because it, they're not timeless and i don't think to a degree i don't think digital could ever be timeless um, i think i think it depends on where how it's integrated and you know you can always upgrade the components over time um true true know, like right next but then that's the thing too though and then you have like then you're looking at resolution and so um you know it's i mean time square is a good you know it's a good example of that too the resolution changed and then screens had to change because the graphics were becoming more vibrant and there was there was more depth to it so i don't know it's it's that's why i was kind of curious to ask you the question like what is it timeless does it have to be timeless um i think it can be timeless i think that you know right next to the bean is the crown fountain where they have those two digital towers that you know are encased in a glass block and they have water water feature you know incorporated into it i think that that's you know, when that came out, everyone was like, wow, that's super cool. And everyone, you know, the bean was right next to it. And I was like, yeah, that's good too. And now, of course, over time, 
you know, um, I think, you know, the bean has become more of a, a landmark for, for Chicago. Um, but it's, um, but I think that, you know, that still holds up pretty well. Um, you know, will it be like the Eiffel Tower of Chicago? And probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, no, it's, 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 it's true. Um, and I think that's, that's always kind of the, I think the question is sort of challenge or two things with, with integrating digital is, is the longevity of it. And, and are you prepared to reinvest when it gets to that point of you're looking at it and it's, I don't want to say eyesore, you know, to where maybe it's not doing exactly what it was designed or intended to do 10 years later. Yeah, no, I think it, I think, you know, I mean, it's technology evolved so fast. So something that was amazing, I mean, you look at like what Apple did, you know, with their products, like 20 years ago with the like aqua blue, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, at the IMAX, I mean, yeah. at the yeah. time that was like, oh yeah. my gosh, that's amazing. But now you're kind of like, wow, oh, that's, that's novel. Um, whereas, you know, a, you know, whereas like a sculptural, you know, think about, you know, a sculptural piece or architecture that kind of like can, you know, it becomes timeless. I think, you know, it probably holds up a little bit better. Um, do you think the environment helps though with that, um, that shelf life or, or that opportunity to, I guess, reimagine it? Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking some of the environments you, you work in or, or take like kind of like St. Louis ballpark. I mean, the, the entrance area, I mean, that is, I mean, that's an environment that's not going to change really for a, a while, but some of the elements inside of it can, like you, you, can alter some of the signage so do you think you know there's that cautious that consciousness of, of you know you create an environment the environment itself is timeless but then maybe some of these artifacts or some of these elements within it are just gonna not hold up as long but there's that setting it up to change because the way the environment is designed if, if that makes i think you have to sense. you have to feel yeah i think that you have to like plan for adaptability in your project um you know, I don't, you know, there's projects that I've worked on, you know, that have gone undergone renovations since I worked on them that I was like, oh, that was a good move to like, you know, to change that uh, because technology, you know, the, the technology's changed and there's a lot, you know, I mean, when I first started all, you know, we were doing neon, neon and fluorescent tubes in our, in our projects and I still love neon. I love me some neon, believe me, but <laughs> it's great. Yeah. But, yeah. Know, there's obviously, you know, it's a lot more expensive and a lot, a lot less energy efficient. So I think it's a little bit of a lost art form too, though. I, oh I man. Sadly. They, I love neon artists. They are, there's like guys that just do neon. Same thing with like, like, like muralists, you know, sign painters, like every, you know, sign, you know, every sign used to be painted. And so, you find yourself a good sign painter and a neon bender, man, you're in heaven. Yeah. I think it's one of the neon signs I've ever you and I had seen oh, in yeah. Austin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Austin. Awesome. I think there's a there's a really good example of still a lot of neon that is um, yep. scattered through the town. So Yeah, well it obviously evokes a evokes a feeling and evokes an expression and you know, we still really like using neon in certain things. They're really good for, you know, like a like a club or a restaurant or something. 
Yeah, you know, that's actually, you brought up a good point. I mean, the, the emotional side of it, too, with, with landmarks and, and these icons. I mean, you know, again, I, I, I think it's probably that balance, you know, with the message being told through the digital or the elements that are being used versus the, you know, the, the structure that it's integrated into. Absolutely. And then the content that's on it, you know, so, um, you know, it kind of is, you know, with digital brings a whole nother, you know, you, have, you can have a, you can do something cool with the digital, you know, like form, but if you have like lousy content, then like, you know, why bother? Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah not true. <laughs> so then what, what do you see is, is kind of next? I mean, I, I think, you know, we're all heading into this new chapter. And, uh, you know, I think there's the realization that, uh, you know, environments and the way we approach design will, will change. I mean, it has been changing. I don't, I don't think that's ever going to stop, but um, back to the word evolution. But, you know, how much of it changes versus, you know, differently because of what we're just having experienced? Um, yeah, I think that, like, I think people, you know, I think people will always need to go to open space, you know, want open space and places, you know, open space to go to. Um, you know, I think a lot more, you know, um, so that's never, I don't think that will ever change. Um, but you know, what happens in that space obviously will, and your experience in that space will, and you know, how technology advances in terms of, um, you know, virtual overlays into public space, um, you know, will, 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 will change how the space functions. Um, so. I think there's, you know, you know, do I, I think people will still want to be able to go to someplace cool and say like, this is amazing. Um, but I don't know that, you know, but it's, you know, and I think that layer of technology is going to be integrated and it will change pretty, you know, exponentially over time. Um, I think you'll see it probably, I mean, I think there's certain environments where you'll see it probably to have more of an impact and initially I can, I can see more stadiums and and obviously airports and um and i think some of the mixed use environments that are starting to the pop up and um as opposed to malls everything's becoming mixed use now brian yeah yeah airports are mixed use sports stadiums are mixed use i mean hospitals are mixed use i mean it's like every you know you have like a, a major function of that space and but now everyone wants to bring that level of hospitality into the project <clears throat> so it's you know all you know it's almost like all projects are kind of com combining into one you know one type <laughs> yeah 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 i think that's a fair statement um it's, it's kind of pretty much i think consensus across the board uh, what I've what I've been hearing and, and obviously been saying the same. So yeah. Well, I mean, how would you? I mean, of course, you would want to like you know. Why wouldn't you want to live somewhere that you can just like go out and get a cup, you know, go get a cup of coffee and then go sit in the park and yeah. read and then, you know, go buy some Seton Hall merchandise. <laughs> Sorry, because we're going to March this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> all the way, all the way to the final four. <laughs> last year, last year that would have been a fair yeah. statement. This year. Mm. I'll be happy with uh, just being part of it. So, <laughs> mm. uh, well, thank you very much. Always a, a pleasure. Always to, a pleasure. Uh, thank to you catch up with you. Time. Thank you. Always. So, where can people find you and 
uh, just see some of the work that you guys are up yeah, to. Yeah, please uh, visit. Uh, well, we're on uh, Instagram uh, at Selber Perkins Design and on Twitter at Selber Perkins. And uh, you can always look at us up on the web at selberperkins.com. Um, so yeah, check check us out and see the Las Vegas Gateway that Brian you saw yeah. last night. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna divulge the show. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, as always, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Experience by Design podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at OpenEyeGlobal and also on Twitter as well at, at Brian Mazzaros. Till next time, we'll see you soon.